Welcome to the Experience Taiwan Podcast. This is Jamie. This is Jason. So, uh, Jason, uh, I'm thinking about going back to Hualien and Taroko Gorge. Um, what should I do if I want a deeper, more fun experience? You made a wise decision, buddy. And uh, my advice would be to take more of an in-depth tour because it's big. I mean, Hualien is a big place. Uh, it's something that you definitely would not be able to do in uh, one, one or two days uh, if you really want to enjoy and for me, I would recommend uh, going first. Uh, there's a trail, a water trail. It's called the uh, Bai Yang Water Trail. And it's, it features like the Tianxin uh, Village in the Taroko National Park. Uh, besides restaurants, food, there's a lot of places there. I mean, you, if you just want to relax and enjoy uh, Hualien, that's one of the places you definitely should try. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think you just mentioned water trail. One of mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite memories and experiences in Hualien was actually going uh, river tracing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was actually an activity I had never even heard of until mm -hmm. I came to Hualien. And we went down there and did river tracing. And effectively, for those of you who have also never heard of this, all it is basically is you're hiking, but you're kind of hiking along the side of these streams and rivers. And quite mm -hmm. often, you're actually trekking through the, the shallow parts of the river. So, you know, be prepared to get wet. But actually, it's a great activity to do in the summer when it's hot because quite often oh, yeah. these are mountain streams and rivers that are cold. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I, uh, that's definitely, I think, uh, people enjoy. Like you said, when it's hot and uh, in Taiwan, it's something that, at least for me, I would uh, want to try and experience. And the second trail going back uh, to Hualien would be the Joshi Dong Trail. It's, some, it's also called the Tunnel of Night Turns. It's not long only about 700 meters, but there's a, a transparent glass trail inside, and you can see the river and the rock formations. Uh, as we mentioned, the rock formations, these things are just, they're not man-made. Uh, they're made over, you know, take, took about 4 million years uh, by nature. And that's something I think, uh, Jamie, if you get a chance, you definitely would want to see and take a lot of pictures of. The third trail that is uh, quite noteworthy and worthy of checking out, especially if you're more immediate in advance, is the Zhuilu Gu Dao. So this is the Zhuilu Old Rail Trail. Now, mm, yeah. this this one is unique and special in that you actually need to apply. Mm. You actually need to process an application and get approval to visit it. Just because um, traditionally, this was kind of the trail that the Taroko tribe use as a form of communication, I think, be between their different villages and people. Mm. So there's mm. a, control, a cultural significance there. Mm -hmm. uh, but also just, I think it's, um, as they say, as, as we have learned, it's also quite high. So if you yeah. are afraid of heights, it's probably probably not the, not the best place for you. Oh, yes, yes. Because uh, as we've seen, I'm sure, in a lot of the videos that's uh, available, indigenous people, when they travel, they, they don't have nice roads built for them. You know, like us nowadays, but they still have their ways of getting around, especially uh, through mountain roads. Uh, as you mentioned, this is something that uh, for people that are afraid of heights, you should probably avoid it. Yeah. So I think we just mentioned we just mentioned the Taroko tribe. So in a previous mm -hmm. episode, we talked about the the Zhou tribe. Mm -hmm. Now, as we mentioned, and this is something that I think most tourists and travelers coming to Taiwan don't know about, is that there are indigenous peoples. In Taiwan, there are 16 recognized mm -hmm. tribes, mm -hmm. the, the Zhou tribe being one of them, and also the Taroko tribe yes. being one of them. Now, th what's interesting is traditionally they have lived around what's called the Li Wu Stream or the Li Wu River. Oh, uh, yes. Um, mm -hmm. This is kind of in a river valley. Now, mm -hmm. this tribe, as we mentioned, each of these tribes, they have their own unique customs, traditions, 
languages. Mm -hmm. And the Taroko tribe is particularly notable for being a hunting tribe. Yeah. So they're yes. a tribe where hunters are greatly respected because they're treated as the people who allow the entire tribe to continue to, to, to be fed, to have food. Mm -hmm. So hunters are treated with a lot of respect and also people who are heroes and also have a lot of wisdom. Now, an, a really interesting component about the Taroko tribe, all the people, when they turn 14 or 15 years old, they get tattoos on their faces. Yes, yes. And uh, extending off of that, uh, something I learned when I visited is that uh, men, they actually get tattoos uh, as a sign of them uh, being adults. But not all of the people can get tattoos. Uh, I think you had to prove yourself first through the passage of the Zulin Bridge. And tattoo culture, you can see it both in men and uh, women. And for the women, I think uh, you get it through, no, I think I know, you get it through weaving. You got to prove your proficiency in uh, weaving. Right. And, uh, and one uh, significant difference is you see the men, the tattoos are not covered on the cheeks, but the women are. I, mean, I see. And uh, that's something that was interesting. But, uh, you know, I look at the videos, I think it's painful. Uh, you oh, come sure. Back in the old days, they don't have a tattooing gun. These are all needles, yeah. I mean, these are old school needles. Um, yeah. yeah, so just uh, just to kind of summarize, uh, just like many cultures around the world, when 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 young people are coming of adulthood, yeah. uh, in this case, 14 or 15 years old, mm. they're getting, uh, you know, men and women. Um, as a form of recognition by the mm -hmm. tribe, mm -hmm. they're getting uh, tattoos on their face. Sometimes the formats are different depending on sex. Yeah. Now, Jason mentioned an important thing, which is kind of this spirit bridge. Mm -hmm. And really what this is, is uh, when you die, this is your, your, your facial tattoos are your passport to the afterlife, so yeah. to speak. Mm -hmm. So they're a very important part of that culture. Now, one thing uh, we, we talked a little bit about in the previous episode is the the indigenous culture in general in Taiwan, and we mm -hmm. and how both of us feel this is a very underappreciated, uh, unknown part of, of Taiwan on the global stage. Yes, definitely, because I think most people, when they think of Taiwan, it's probably uh, Taipei 101 or the, the boba drinks. But the indigenous people, they actually make up quite a large amount of history for Taiwan. I mean, whether it was through the uh, era where uh, the Japanese had taken control of the country, and they also contributed to uh, fighting them off. And there was also even a movie back then that was made uh, about the Toriku tribe, where it talks about the, I think they call it the Rainbow Bridge, where they can uh, get access to the uh, afterlife. Yeah, I think that's what we were just mentioning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and people don't, like you said, this is something that it's just fascinating. I mean, the more, it's like a book when you read it, you read the first page and it makes you want to more. And you keep flipping the page. And as you mentioned, uh, the indigenous tribes, there's so many of them, and each one has so unique. You're right, and, and we, we mentioned this in the previous episode, but I still think it's worth mentioning uh, today, which is uh, you know an unfortunate trend I think we're seeing in many places around the world mm -hmm. that have indigenous populations is the fact that just from, you know, they're kind of suffering from the influence of, I guess you could say, the uh, majority culture, the mainstream cultures yeah. in those yeah. countries, in particular language. Yeah. So uh, a lot of these cultures, the languages are either endangered or perhaps in, in danger of going extinct. So mm -hmm. there have been a lot of local efforts in many of these areas to try to revitalize not just culture, but, but language. Yeah, especially I think uh, in Taiwan, where it's probably not the indigenous tribe people are not on the stage, international stage as much. 
So they don't get recognition as much. And that's part of the one of the reasons I think people should definitely come visit Taiwan uh, firsthand. And as you mentioned, even with the indigenous tribe before, I think in the earlier days, there was uh, a lot fewer uh, tribes just because uh, people didn't really know how to identify them. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but now as people know more about them, uh, more tribes kind of uh, were born out of it. And I even believe there's been some efforts at the government level to try to, I don't want to say equal the playing field, but just create more access for the general population to especially learn some of these languages. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the government has uh, done really well in promoting them and allowing, like you said, access, because this is not an easy place to get to without uh, some efforts put in. Yeah, and um, I think one thing that also helps, though, is uh, we have a lot of celebrities and famous musicians in Taiwan that are themselves indigenous. Mm-hmm. So I think that also helps, you know, bring the spotlight um, on those cultures. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Def- but I think uh, we covered everything we wanted to talk about uh, Toroko, yes. Mahalian, and the Toroko tribe today. So any final thoughts or shall we just tie it up to, for tonight? Uh, I just tell people to come, experience it yourself. Uh, one, for the beauty. Two, why you can. Because as we mentioned, uh, even with all the efforts, Unfortunately, uh, a lot of tribes, uh, people, whether going uh, city bound or low birth rates are not as populated as before. Uh, I think people should definitely try to come. Seize seize the opportunity and appreciate all the different cultures that uh, Taiwan has to offer. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, So are we good for now? Yeah, I think we're good for now. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. Copyright by Ministry of Education.